If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, December 16th, 2022. Just a couple shopping weeks until Christmas. And I've got your uh, stories coming up. That cryptocurrency guy, that creepy guy. Yeah, he was arrested, just like we thought. Um, There's also this weird shootout between conspiracy theorists and police in Australia that left five dead. You got to hear about this. Not, not so big a case in the U.S. yet. And police in Pennsylvania want to know if they've found your grandma's head. The, all this and more coming up on True Crime This Week. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Renner. James Renner. James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner once again drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist reporter James Renner, who's been on the podcast a long time. By a local writer, James Renner. James Renner. James Renner. Hey, welcome back. Um, so let's get to the stories. But first, as always, I've got uh, my good buddy Walter on the camera. Say hello to everybody, Walter. Give him a wave. Wonderful. Thank you for your help every week there, uh, bud. Um, okay, let's get to the top stories. The crypto creep has been arrested, as they call him, which I think is kind of silly. You know, I think it's, you know, he's already down and out. Let's not... Let's not pile on. Uh, anyways, he, he does look kind of creepy. Uh, earlier this week, police in the Bahamas arrested Sam Bankman Freed after the United States charged him with several counts of fraud and money laundering, according to the New York Times. Now, everybody has that one weird friend or uncle who's deep into the cryptocurrency stuff, and they've probably been talking about this for weeks, saying he's going to be arrested. Well, everybody kind of knew, but it finally happened this week. Uh, Now, if you don't recall, Bankman Freed, he owned this company called FTX, which is uh, a site um, that you could go on to... uh, 
that was essentially like the NASDAQ of cryptocurrency. Uh, you could buy and sell and trade cryptocurrency and NFTs. What's an NFT? I don't have an hour to explain. Uh, it's made up BS. It's like made up art or, you know, stocks in a creative endeavor that you can buy into. Um, they're non-fungible tokens is what they're called. Anyways, Bankman Freed, he ran this FTX where you could trade cryptocurrency. And he also owned this company called Alameda Research, which his sometime girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, she was the CEO over there. Last month, FTX fell apart and $8 billion disappeared in the blink of an eye. That's going to piss some people off. It appears Bankman Freed was using FTX client assets and money to prop up Alameda Research. It was kind of this, you know, he had the, he had, Alameda Research was this hedge fund where you could buy into uh, this, this fund that made money off of FTX, the cryptocurrency exchange. But when Alameda started to fail, it's alleged that Bankman Freed then transferred money from FTX into Alameda, where it was then gobbled up again and lost uh, to some extent. Uh, so some of that was going on, which is definitely probably where the money laundering charges come from. It certainly doesn't look good. It appears Bankman Freed... Um, had been doing that for a long time. Now, the way this all came out, though, is pretty interesting. If you're a fan of the TV show Succession, it's something that's kind of right out of there. Um, here's kind of how it all came together. There's this rival cryptocurrency exchange called Binance. And early on, Binance owned a stake in FTX. So these are competitors. It's like Pepsi and Coke, right? And it would be like if Pepsi decided to buy controlling interest in Coke stock. A little weird. So, like I said, Binance owned a stake in FTX. FTX kind of fell, uh, you know, they didn't, decided they didn't like to deal with Binance anymore. So they, they Bankman Freed bought out Binance's stake in his company. And he bought it out mostly with... FTTs, which were the token used by FTX. So remember the tokens you used at Chuck E. Cheese as a kid? It's the same idea, except it's digital. Chuck E. Cheese will tell you that those tokens, which are just stamps of metal, really, um, they'll say that that's worth a quarter, right? But they could say it's worth a dollar or a hundred dollars, whatever. Um, that's kind of like what these tokens are. And so FTX bought out Binance using these tokens. And then in November, Binance tweeted out that they were selling off their tokens, which is something you don't want to do unless you want to start a panic, which is exactly what happened. Everybody else that had these BS tokens of FTX started to pull out too and, and get their money. And that started this old fashioned kind of run on a bank. And again, here's another movie analogy, uh, which is perfect for this time of year. It's a wonderful life. Remember when, um, you know, the, the, the character, the, the bank man, Jimmy Stewart, uh, 
was running that bank and there was a run. Everybody wanted to withdraw their money at once and he was able to talk them down. Well, imagine that, but times a billion. And that's kind of what happened. And when everybody came to collect their money, Bankman Freed was forced to say, whoops, I kind of spent it all. It's no longer here. And uh, that's when everything fell apart, like house of cards, as they say. So, but at the end of the day, this is like one rich dude trying to take down another rich dude because um, he could. And a million people are the collateral in this fight. So, of course, Bankman Freed has fallen. Binance comes back after it all fell apart. And they're, they're like, okay, now, if you want to sell it back to us, we'll, we'll buy everything. Pennies on the dollar, right? But then they heard about these criminal investigations and they decided to drop it all together. So there's lots more here, like under the surface. Bankman Freed may have manipulated the crypto exchanges in a plot to de destroy two cryptocurrencies earlier this year. And I can tell you're like, why does any of this matter? This, this doesn't affect me. This is kind of BS. I just like the, the sheer greed of it all. You know, that this stuff still goes on, that people think they can get away with this. Um, it's, it's nice to see when they, when they don't. It appears, you remember that Caroline Ellison, Bankman Fried's uh, girlfriend who was the CEO of Alameda Research? Uh, it, she probably has flipped on him. She was cited in New York City. She was supposed to be hiding out somewhere in a foreign country. But she's in New York. Somebody tweeted out her picture from like a coffee shop and got confirmation from the barista. So uh, she's probably talking to the feds and that's how they, they were able to get this. That's speculation to an extent, but there's, there's lots of circumstantial evidence. Um, and, you know, you get into the whole, if you want to, there's a deep dive into how Bankman Freed and Ellison and, and others partook in these polyamorous relationships at a hotel in the Bahamas, and to eat your own, you know, that's consenting adults. Why do we care? But uh, that's what's going to make the, I mean, when they adapt this into a made-for-TV movie, that's, that's front and center for sure. Um, if only justice moved this swiftly when we were talking about cold cases, but uh, the lesson here is don't screw over rich people in America. Are you following the news about the mass murder in Idaho uh, at uh, Moscow, Idaho, the University of Idaho students who were murdered a couple weeks ago. There's uh, been some updates in the investigation this past week. It's making the news again. Now, to get you up to speed, if uh, this happened November 13th, and uh, there were four people who were killed, Madison Mogan, Kaylee Goncalves, uh, Zena Kernodal and Ethan Chapin, and they they were all roommates. Uh, well, Ethan was there with Zena, spending the night. It was a Saturday night, and they lived in this condo townhouse type of thing. And four of the six people who were staying there that night were stabbed to death. The other two were on the very bottom level, and apparently didn't hear or see anything. So this is a weird mass murder, everybody's looking for motive, why these people were, were killed, whether they were targeted, or if we're dealing with something like an early Ted Bundy type of situation. Police this week reprimanded the father of Kaylee Goncalves 
telling him to stop talking about the case and giving information out to the press. This is according to The Independent. And to which the father says, and quote, imagine if you're a parent and you have pertinent information to this. You're asking me to shut up. It's not going to happen. Good for you. This guy's name is Steve Goncalves, uh, sorry. Um, and he released info earlier about the stabbings themselves and, and what he had heard, which is there were less like stabbings and more like mutilations. There were tears and it was much more brutal than you would think from a stabbing situation. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation online this week about the case and this white car that was seen on a gas station surveillance camera speeding past the gas station the night of the murders. It was uh, apparently a Hyundai Elantra. Police are sifting through 22,000 Hyundai Elantra registrations to see if any of them could be matched to somebody that owns the car in that neighborhood. In other news, neighbors say that the night of the murders, when the, well, the, early the next day, that the front door was wide open. So possibly that was how the killer exited. Probably came in the second floor there. So a lot of speculation online, but that's a developing story week by week. Our last top story this week is out of Australia. And I didn't know anything about this. If you're in the United States, it's possible you haven't heard about this, but this is a huge true crime case that's developing in Australia in the last week. It began on Monday when police in Queensland, Australia, were called to conduct a welfare check. They were looking for a guy named Nathaniel Train, who had gone missing. Now, Nathaniel Train's wife had not heard from him in several days, was pretty worried, called the police, said, hey, maybe he's at his brother's. Can you go check it out? Uh, so they went to check out Nathaniel's brother's property. Nathaniel, by the way, was uh, he had worked as a school principal. He was a pretty seemed to be a pretty stand-up guy, anyways. He was a principal at a local primary school. So police go out to Nathaniel's or his brother's property, and his brother Nathaniel's brother. Stay with me here; it's, it, it gets interesting right now. Nathan's brother is a guy named Gareth. So Nathan and Gareth train. And he, this is very important here. Uh, I should note that Gareth was uh, married to a woman named yeah was married to a woman named Stacy. So Gary's Gareth is married to Stacy. Now Stacy had been married before. And that the man that she was married to was Nathaniel, Gareth's brother. She left Nathaniel to live and marry. Um, Gareth. She dumped one and moved in with the other. Stacy and Gareth were teachers, by the way, and Stacy resigned recently when she was told to um, get a COVID vaccine. I think you can see where this is going. Nathaniel, Gareth, and Stacy were all a part of a very small evangelical church in the area, and they had come to believe in flat, false flag operations and that Princess Diana had been killed as a blood sacrifice of some sort. Now, I'm not sure how much the police knew about all this weirdness before they went to see if Nathaniel was at his brother's place, but when they stepped onto the property this week, they were immediately fired upon. Constables Matthew Arnold and Rachel McCrow were killed, 
and uh, as a, the, a neighbor came onto the property to see what all the commotion was about too, he was also shot and killed. There was a then a six-hour standoff with police before they swarmed the property and shot the killer's dad. The, kill, the, uh, the shooters, of course, were Gareth and Stacy, and also the missing brother, Nathaniel. Turns out he really was there. Now, police say it could be months before they figure out what the hell was going on there, uh, but the investigation is ongoing. This is rare. This is a very rare mass shooting event in Australia, which has very strict gun laws. And so they're also trying to figure out if they had their firearms legally or illegally, what, what, what was happening there. So uh, very interesting story out of Australia. Check it out if you can. Uh, we're going to take a break now, but I'll be right back with some uh, cold case updates. There's one particularly interesting story about um, well, uh, a possible serial killer and what his, his wife may or may not have known about all that. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be back in 2 and 2 with more true crime this week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're back with Tanner88 starring Pamela Reed. Hey, I got some scuttlebutt for you this week. Uh, uh, there's a new true crime festival. And if you're in the area, you should really check it out. It's called the... Uh, NWA True Crime Fest. Now, NWA—that's not the, uh, not the, not the group you're thinking of. NWA stands for Northwest Arkansas, 
and that's where this is going to be. It's going to be in Rogers, Arkansas, May 20th, 2023. I will be there. You can get your tickets at Eventbrite. Come on down if you're in the area. Uh, would like to meet you. I'm also giving a talk that week, so check it out. NWA True Crime Fest. Here's your cold case updates. Uh, <laughs> what do you do if you're a killer in the age of genetic genealogy and you know it's just a matter of time before the police catch up with you? One thing you could do is burn down an entire warehouse full of DNA. It looks like that's probably what happened this week in New York, right outside New York City in Brooklyn. Uh, there was a fire Tuesday that destroyed a warehouse out there that was used to store DNA and other evidence from the New York City Police Department. This is 30 years of evidence, including burglaries, shootings, and DNA samples. It's all gone up in smoke. Police are still investigating. Uh, they haven't come out and said it's an arson, but it's very suspicious. The fire started at 10.30 a.m., so watch for that story. Hopefully they're able to figure out who started it, if indeed it is an arson. That's very, very tragic. There's this case out of Canada that I am fascinated with. This is a, a couple billionaires who were murdered in um, 2017. There's a little update here. You don't often hear that reward money has been tripled, especially reward money that's already pretty high, but that's what happened this week. Jonathan Sherman has tripled the reward money being offered for information in the murder of his parents. It's a big case out of Toronto, Canada. Um, Barry Sherman and his wife, Honey, were murdered in 2017. Now, they were uber, uber rich uh, because Barry Sherman was the founder of a drug company called Apotex. So he was sitting on quite a, quite a bunch of money, perhaps. Most likely that was the somehow connected with his murder. Um, the reward money had been set at $10 million. It is now $35 million. So uh, if you have information in that case, might be a good time to come forward. The siblings, unfortunately, it's you would almost expect it in this case. We have tons of money. Both parents are dead. Who inherits that fortune, right? Well, the siblings are no longer talking to each other. And apparently the sister has already accused Jonathan uh, of having some part in what happened to their parents in the past. This is all according to International Business Times. So, um, I don't know. Jonathan's putting his money where his mouth is, saying, if you have information, if you can help... $35 million is yours. So um, check that out. Barry Sherman and his wife, Honey. Crazy story out of Virginia. All these stories are crazy in, in some way, right? Uh, but this one particularly. On January 13, 2001, 37-year-old woman named Annie Horn disappeared from Richmond, Virginia. She was reported missing by her husband, Thomas Horn. He said she'd just never returned home one day. But then police noticed that she had left behind her coat. It's January, it's pretty cold. She left behind her coat and her glasses. Couldn't get far without those. 
Now, police in Richmond are saying that their chief and only suspect is Thomas Horn himself. But unfortunately, he died in 2017. Why are they suddenly so sure? Could have something to do with the fact that they recently linked Tom Horn's DNA to four unsolved murders. And now they think all this time he was living with his wife, he was also a serial killer. Did she find out? Did he have to kill her? What in the world is going on here? Um, so anyways, serial killer's wife goes missing. Maybe not so much a mystery anymore. Probably have more news on that soon. Want a little weird news this week? Police in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, outside Pittsburgh, they're offering a $10,000 reward to anybody who can explain how the embalmed head of an older woman ended up on the side of the road. This head was found in 2014 and appeared to have been prepped for an open casket funeral. She was still all made up, looked kind of pretty, embalmed, you know. Um, uh, there's one other weird detail. Her eyes had been removed and replaced with red rubber balls, which is not the common procedure for uh, somebody who might be donating their retinas or something. Really no reason to stick red rubber balls into somebody's eye holes. Uh, he, uh, the police suspect that this head possibly came from a funeral home. Somebody that was working there might have taken it. Um, anyways... Uh, somebody, somebody in Pennsylvania's, uh, somebody out there, their grandmother has uh, lost her head. It's not buried with her. So uh, if you think you might know who she is, check out uh, her picture online, which I just showed here. Um, go to Beaver County Sheriff's Department with the information. Let's jump over to pop culture you know, everybody's getting away from true crime and into the Hallmark Christmas movies right now. Uh, but there are some fascinating um, true crime documentaries, documentaries on the horizon um, that you might want to pay attention to in 2022. Here's one. Tokyo Crime Squad, the Lucy Blackman case. A tragic case that involved the failures of the police and the judiciary, judiciary system. Lucy Blackman was a British national who had been working as a hostess at a bar in Tokyo, Japan, before mysteriously disappearing in July 2000. I like it when they bring in crimes from other countries we haven't heard of much in, uh, in the U.S. Um, I just finished watching the uh, Vatican, Vatican Girl out of Italy, which was really interesting. Thanks to the efforts of her family, who, after leading an intense high-profile media campaign, led them to Joji Obara, the man who had kidnapped, assaulted, and murdered their daughter. However, despite Obara's arrest, leading the police to an overwhelming amount of evidence, the judicial system in Japan almost failed Blackman and the many hundreds of victims of Obara's crimes. So, kind of a courtroom thriller on top of everything else. There's one other, uh, couple, two, two more that are coming out in 2022 that probably worth your time. There's a documentary coming out about the Bitfinex hack. The Bitfinex hack, sorry. Um, what, what? Yeah, I had to look it up too. Uh, so here, here it is. Chris Smith, the man behind the Tiger King. Remember that from the beginning days of COVID? Of course you do. 
Uh, he's got this new series. It's about one of the biggest financial crimes in history. It's about the couple Ilya Lichtenstein and Heather Morgan who stole 120,000 Bitcoin. Not $120,000. 120,000 Bitcoin in 2016. What is that worth, James? Um, let me do calculation. $5 billion. They stole $5 billion. After hacking the currency exchange and stealing these bitcoins, the pair attempted to liquidate their stolen assets. Meanwhile, authorities were racing against time to try those responsible for the hack and bring them to justice. Yeah, I'll check that out. And uh, you got one on Madoff coming out by Joe Berlinger, uh, which, which will be excellent. He did the Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. This focuses on Bernie Madoff, the Ponzi scheme guy. It'll be good. And for, um, let's go to the bookshelf. I should have some music here. Let's go to the bookshelf. Uh, this week I want to tell you about American Fire by Monica Hess. And uh, this is, I like, I like true crime books that get away from, you know, this missing person or a murdered person. You know, I like the other crimes. It's hard to write those sort of books. It's, you know, murders and disappearances have a strict formula. We figured that out. We know what it is. This one's breaking the mold, and I respect that. Should be pretty cool. Uh, the arson started on a cold November night and didn't stop for months. Night after night, the people of Accomack, Virginia, once the richest rural county in the nation, waited to see which building would burn down next, regarding one another with compassion at first and later suspicion. Vigilante groups sprang up patrolling the rural coast. Volunteer firefighters slept at their stations. Local police were stretched thin. The arsonists seemed to target abandoned buildings, and by the dozen, they were going up in flames. Monica Hess takes over the investigation, and what she finds is pretty interesting to say the least. Check it out. American Fire. Anywhere books are sold. And that's the news for this week. Uh, next week, just a heads up, looking into the future, uh, I'm going to do a little special that wraps up the top 10 most popular true crimes of 2022 as we await 2023. Knock on wood, right? Uh, <laughs> so it'll be the end of the year recap. I hope you check it out. Um, until then, it's the weekend, people, and that's always reason to celebrate. In the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, that means it's probably time we got to gotta 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog.